When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Let's talk about a common problem in the bedroom. And that is the fact that women take a little bit longer to come than guys, right? We all know there's an orgasm gap. But I have a solution to that orgasm gap. And that is my sponsor, Promescence Delay Spray. That's right, delay spray. I know what a lot of guys are thinking, like, I don't need delay spray. I don't have a problem, you know, keeping it up. But their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy who wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer. And you don't have to worry about it totally numbing you out or transferring to your partner. And speaking of your partner, they have a warming gel that I use that is awesome. It's my personal fave. They also sell condoms and lube. They have supplements that'll make you both hornier for men and for women. <laughs> they also sell sex toys. You need to go get yourself some Promescent. And today, just for listening to the show, I'm going to give you 15% off your whole order. So order up because you're going to get 15% off everything. All you got to do is go to delayspray.com. Use my code strictlyanon15. That's delayspray.com. Use my code strictlyanon15 for 15% off your first order. Your package is going to arrive discreetly, so don't worry. Nobody will know what the fuck you bought. <laughs> Thanks for messing for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, follow me right now at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous both on Instagram and Twitter. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my channel as well as comment below. I love getting in conversations about my episodes. You're going to want to comment on this one for sure. <laughs> uh, if you're listening on a podcast app, definitely also subscribe to my show on there and hit five stars. It's pretty easy for you to do. If you love my show, give me a five star review. You don't even have to write anything. Just press five stars. It really helps the show. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call in 
talk show where I talk to people about all kinds of things, mostly their naughty secret lives. <laughs> Everyone remains anonymous on my show. So if you want to be on while remaining anonymous, you can send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you just want to leave a short confession while remaining anonymous, because I change uh, confession people's voices too, you can call into my confessions hotline 24-7. Call any time. If you have four minutes, leave a confession. If you need more time, just call back. That number is 347 420 Three five seven nine again three four seven four two zero three five seven nine that number as well as the email to be on the show are both in the description. So if you're driving while listening, don't you worry. Just go to the description later, and you could get all the info information that I'm giving you right now. So anyway, I am going to get right to my episode and tell you what the fuck is going on today because it is a good one. I love this episode because in the middle of me watching the Playboy documentary that was airing on, I think it was Lifetime, <laughs> I talked to this guy named Mark. Now, Mark was episode 458, Captain Mark's Naughty Hookups at Sea. <laughs> he talked about his girlfriend on that episode and he talked about how she was a playmate and she lived at the mansion. And I was like, oh my God, I'd love to have a Playboy playmate who lived at the mansion come on my show. Um, because he told me that she had a good experience and I was like, come on my show. I mean, this is what people are talking about. And I felt like when I watched the documentary, I mean, the documentary is great. And I listen, this episode by no means takes away from everything that you learn in that documentary. When I taped her and spoke with her, it was before the, the last couple ones and the last couple ones it got really dark. You know, there were some really bad accusations and I totally believe everything on that documentary. I feel like if I saw the last couple of episodes, maybe I would have brought that stuff up with her, but I didn't. But we did talk about her experience and her experience was opposite, okay, of the experiences that the women talk about on the show. And like I said before, that does not mean that those experiences aren't valid or true and or didn't happen. I 100% believe that those things happen to those women. And I also believe Tony and I believe what happened to her. How does somebody like Hugh Hafner go and do some things and be one way to some people and go and do, not do things and be another person to other people? I don't know. That's a whole other show. I could talk on that for five fucking hours. I love that kind of stuff, right? Um, but I don't go into bigger picture stuff on my show. I like to dig deep on, you know, personal stories. And that's why I decided to have Tony's story on. And it is a fascinating story. Not only did she love being at the mansion and love, you know, Hugh Hefner, she fucked Hugh Hefner. She fucked a lot of other celebrities. She talks about them. She gives names. She was do there during like the Rat Pack times. And she talks about that. I ask her who was good in bed, who had a big dick. She, like I said, gives effing names. And this is not a woman. I'm just going to tell you this and you're going to get this when you listen to her episode, but I'm going to tell you now so you don't get turned off. She's not somebody that like is talking out of gossip and she's not like spilling names because she's like, you know, she wants something out of it. She's just a very honest, straight up, 
this is who I am kind of person. So when I asked her a question, she just answered it. And I did ask her those salacious questions because <laughs> I got to make an interesting show. And let me tell you, she made it interesting because she has, like, like I said, a fascinating story. She lived at the mansion for three years. Then she was Spider-Woman for Marvel Comics. She traveled the world. She wound up in Cuba one time and like, fuck the communist or the dictator there. I forget what his name is, but she talks all about it that too she has some crazy wild stories uh and you're going to love them all so anyway i'm going to be right back on with tony oh wait and sorry and if you want to see pictures of tony i'm still waiting for a fucking playmate picture from her she's off traveling with her guy she can't find it you know back in the day uh that she was a playmate they were just polaroids so those polaroids are in a box somewhere She's going to find me one and give me one for Patreon. But on my Patreon, if you join, you will see pics of her face. You'll see, you know, back in the day, you'll see a pic of her dressed up as Spider-Woman for when she worked uh, for Marvel. You will see pics of her now, pic, a pic of her uh, at Hugh Hefner's grave. Uh, she talks about reaching out to him after she left the mansion and the last time she saw him and you know, what went down. And this is a woman that still has only fond memories of Hugh Hefner. Um, and so sit back, relax, and I'm and enjoy the conversation. I really did. I know you're going to enjoy it too. I'm going to be right back on with Tony. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. You know, I spoke to your husband, the captain, boyfriend. the sa oh boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> your boyfriend <laughs> Mark, who was the you know below deck captain. He was the first yeah. guy. I was like, I would love that episode because I'm really obsessed with below deck, and I think that like there's something about the breed of person who becomes a captain of a ship. You know, it's very, yes. right? It's like a certain kind oh, yeah. of person Absolutely. and it's not common out there. So it was just really lovely to talk to him and hear about his explorations. And then he mentioned you on the show and how, you know, because we talked about his first marriage and stuff and then eventually oh, yeah. he met you and you were very like-minded and had a lot of experience. And we were talking about Playboy because he said that you were, you know, at some point uh, spent a lot of time at the Playboy Mansion. So I want to get into that. And you were like into the whole dom scene. I think maybe you were a dominatrix. And yeah. Lived absolutely. in the city back in the day and got into that whole scene. So let's get your story. I don't know where we want to start. Let's go back to... No idea where you have to give me a topic, Kathy, and then I'll go with that. Okay, cool. Let's go back to your living in the city, you know, in a uh -huh. time where I'm assuming that like what time period was it? Were were people was it really open and free and everything was going down and then you got into being a dominatrix? Was it like when did you do all this stuff and when did it start? Let's like go from there. Well, it was probably uh when I was with the Playboy models. Okay. And then from that point, um, you know, I was doing a lot of photo shoots. I was doing a lot of different things for uh, Playboy. Were you taking pictures or were you a model? I forget. I was a model. Okay. I was a model at the time. And Hefner basically uh, saw a lot of my photos along with some of the other girls that were also Playboy models mm -hmm. and requested us to come to LA. 
Oh, I love that. We could just start with this. Drag this shit out. Because I've been watching the Hefner, <laughs> you know, documentary. It's like so many oh, parts. I, I can't wait to really ask you some questions. But keep going. This is like really great. So you're yeah. doing this Playboy modeling. I mean, I feel like yeah. back in the day, you, all the women that did that were pretty like ballsy, right? Because it wasn't as free as it is nowadays to just go out there and be naked. You know, nowadays people just go to like, you know, the Academy Awards with no clothes on you know, back then. Exactly. No, you know, during that time, Kathy, I mean, if you were part of the Playboy empire, yeah, it was a different world. Right. You were, you didn't think anything of taking your clothes off. You didn't think anything of, um, right. you know, um, sex was sex. Mm-hmm. Um, no one thought anything of it. If you were in that world, if you were not in that world, yeah, you were very judgmental. Right. But I mean, I'm saying to even get into that world and decide, oh, those are my people. And that's where I ha- want to go. You had to be pretty progressive and ahead of your times is what I'm saying. Right. Because, you know, it, within that world were all the people that were like you. But outside, like you said, the majority of people were in that world and were very judgy because it was a very different time. Right. Very different time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very different. I mean, it was the sort of thing that I, you know, I mean, girl from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. You know, um, not knowing very much about anything except that I wanted to be a model. Uh I wanted to be an actress. Yeah. And I worked very hard to, to get into that world, which I didn't even know at the time I was getting into that world. Oh, really? I had no idea. Well, what did you think you were getting into? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. I was getting into the Playboy models. I was getting... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But as I got more and more involved, and I have to thank a lot of the Playboy models and a lot of the Playmates kind of took me under their wing, Mm -hmm. you know, and showed me the ropes and explained the ropes to me. Um, and that's where it kind of took off at that point. Right. But what was it about that world? Like how old were you actually when you became, when you started modeling? I was probably 20. So you just decided, oh, I want to go be a Playboy model. At that time, that was like a very exclusive club to get into. Correct? It was, but you Mm -hmm. know what? I was naive. Yeah. I, I, at the time I didn't realize what a club it was until <laughs> it was taken in. 
Right. Okay. So now Hef sees your guy's picture and you guys are on the East Coast, right? The Playboy Mansion's right. on the West Coast. And he just yep. says, hey, I want to see this girl, this girl, and that girl. And you're on the list and you get flown out. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Are you on like the Playboy jet or do they fly you out coach? They didn't something? fly us out on the okay. Playboy jet. Yeah. Okay. But after that, that's all we flew. Oh, okay. Okay. So go yeah. on. So that first time, what goes down after you get there with all the other Oh, I mean, models? you know, uh, the car picked us up at the airport. There was mm -hmm. a limo. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to the mansion and, you know, we got in there and it was absolutely amazing. Right. I mean, you walked in there and it's like, this is a whole world. This is a whole world right? that nobody in my family ever in a steel mill town would ever imagine right mm -hmm. and Hefner was amazing he was wonderful he was nurturing he he um you know you were not forced to stay you could leave whenever you wanted mm -hmm. uh, but I ended up staying for three years wow and you did you live there yeah yeah Oh my I God, but I need to know. I have a million questions. Could we just like focus on this because it's so timely because of what's sure. going on? And I'd sure. love to hear, because I feel like when I'm watching the documentary and look, let me tell you, if I was Hef's friends, like they have like two of Hef's friends on there, like, and every now and then they let them speak for like one minute, but I would be super pissed because I feel like they were like roped into doing something, thinking it was something yeah. nice for their friend. And probably they're watching it like, what the fuck did we take part in? Because it's, exactly. it's very anti him, right? And so they have all oh. these women that are have yeah. one view, but they don't have, and I typically like to walk a, watch a documentary that gives me all sides. Like I want to hear everything, not just right. the bat, right? So that everyone can make exactly. like an their own decision. So you do hear from these women that have valid points and really want, have wanted to speak out and it's all that stuff is there. But I'd love to hear, I think it's like really interesting to hear your side of the story. I mean, I cannot even watch any of that because I get pissed off. Right. I can't watch it. Um, I look at it as, okay, you're going to come out now for your fame and then it's going to be over. I mean, this man was nurturing, as I said before. Mm -hmm. uh, I got there, you know, introducing everyone. Uh, we all had our own rooms, um, you know, and of course, uh, a lot of the girls, I mean, there was a lot of competition, you know, everybody wanted to be Hefner's girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to be his girlfriend. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't want to be anybody's girlfriend. I just wanted to play. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. I love it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, um, I adored the man, and yeah. and and I just, you know, watching that whole game of I want to be the favorite of Hefner, whatever, um, I found very funny. Right. And even at that young age. Right. You got yeah. it and you were like not interested in it, but you saw it going down and it was there, but yeah. it wasn't like a game. I mean, did you feel like it was a game that he was playing or did you feel like it was a game that the girls were playing? Because it, in the documentary, they seem to make it seem like, like he was the master, you know, puppeteer, right. And no. creating this environment that made the girls do it more so no. than the opposite. It was not like that at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was girls creating it. Hefner didn't have to do anything but just sit there. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, right, right. He didn't have to do a thing. All It was the girls, you know, 
forming this this whole energy of okay i'm going to be the favorite i'm going to look cute today mm-hmm. you know um and but it, it, it you know it wasn't him right i mean he didn't need to do that i mean he built an empire yeah he did an amazing job his daughter christy took over for a while as mm-hmm. they had. um he built a beautiful empire and you know, within that world, you know, everything was relatively what stays at the mansion, stays at the mansion, you know, whatever yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was not a big deal. So tell me about your first experience. Like, is it like what they say? Because like the picture that is painted for me watching that documentary is that you get there and, you know, eventually at some point it it's the nighttime and you're at a party and you're told to go upstairs and you walk in the room and there's all this sex going down and, you know, you have to get involved. You know, what was that experience like for you? I'm assuming you played and you went up to that oh, room. Oh, yeah. But you know what it was is that you could go up to the room. Yeah. You didn't have to play if you didn't want to. Right. But but most of us did play. Uh-huh. Why not? Right. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're down around the pool and, and in the grotto and all of that, you know, it was your choice if you wanted to go and make out and have sex with um somebody there at the party and it right. was mostly movie stars it was mostly during the time the rat pack you know part of them would come um any sports celebrity i mean this was like the playground everyone everyone was star fucking um you know I, who did you fuck yeah who did yeah. you fuck no i want to know oh, that tony that yeah give me uh, some names come on oh boy um, you know, you know, I really, really enjoyed Sammy Davis. Really? I, oh, God, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Peter Lawford was great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was fun. It was laughter. Um, a lot, a lot of the guys um, that would come in, like Joe Namath during that time, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, he was a ball buster. I mean, he would come in there and now I see him on television. I'm thinking, oh, honey, I know what your story was years ago. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, a lot of celebrity fucking, Um, you know, the Rat Pack, they were a great group. Dean Martin was not very much into the whole scene. Mm hmm. Super nice guy. Super, super nice guy. Um, But he wasn't into all of that as much, you know, as Frank was. And and Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Did you have sex with him? Well, we kind of, I sucked his cock. I mean. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's sex. I call that sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just a lot of the, the fun of it. I mean, it was yeah. hedonism at its best, right? I mean, it's just a little bit of yeah. a free for all if you're down for that, and it's there. And like you said, if you want to participate, and you were into that, it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know when I got there I was going to be. 
Right. What was that first experience like when you went in? Was it like, oh, my God, like this is amazing. And you started like was the first time that you went up there. Were you alone with Hef? Did you ever have sex with him or was it like an orgy going on? We all slept with Hef. Okay. We all did. Could you just tell me, was he good in bed? I think he was. Uh I mean, you know, I mean, the girls were kind of all over him. So he really didn't have to do much. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He did. Yeah. When he did, he knew what he was doing. Right. For okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all slept with him at different points and different times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just part of all of it. And if you didn't want to, you didn't. Right. You didn't you go into that room or you just watched or you left. And now when you were in that room, like it's like when when it came time that you like sucked Frank Sinatra's dick and you had fun with Sammy right. Davis was it like orgy scenarios or in the grotto or would you go to separate rooms and just be one-on-one or was this it like- was huge well with Sammy we basically started off in like the grotto right and then the next time he came to the mansion we were up in a room mm-hmm. you know I mean with Frank it was up in a room right uh, and it just depended on where you were. I mean, no one paid attention to what anyone was doing. <laughs> right. No one was trying to get a story on this one or that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was having fun. Because Hef would have just smashed it down. Right. You know, he didn't want anything coming out of there mm-hmm. uh, that would hurt any of his buddies. Right, because these people were his buddies. Yeah. That's why yeah. they were there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, after a couple of years of going up and having fun and having sex and fucking this one and that one. Yeah. I got bored. Right. I've <laughs> been there, bored. done that. Oh, my God. You're yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was like, okay, um, is there something more? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's when I explored the world of becoming a dominatrix. I love it, Uh, but I don't want to jump there yet because I love this whole Playboy angle. Is that cool with you if we just stick on this? Yeah. Guys, I have really good news for you. There is finally now a vibrator, a wearable vibrator that is made just for you, and it's called the Tenuto. It is the only wearable vibrator designed for men with her in mind. That's right. Not only is it going to turn you on while you're wearing it, it's also going to turn your partner on too. The Tenuto is flexible and it's the first vibrator that's going to adapt to your penis for a comfortable fit, no matter what your size. There are six perfectly placed motors that are going to vibrate you in all the right places and it's going to hit your girl's clit like no other sex toy out there. There are also eight preset vibes, 16 intensities, and just like everything else nowadays, there's an app that goes with it so you can customize your whole experience. You want to get erect and stay erect, arouse yourself and your partner, then get yourself a Tenuto. Go to mysteryvibe.com right now. Use my code STRICTLY15. You're going to get 15% off Tenuto with an extra 15% using code STRICTLY15 at mysteryvibe.com right now. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. It's super easy. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. So, like, you obviously had a relationship with him outside of that, right? You're living at the mansion. How many other people at one time would be living there, as far as the girls? 
Well, as far as the girls, it could be like 12 of us. It could be 16 of us. Okay, so it's not like that large of a crowd. So you really would get to know him, right? Because you're there living there for three years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Hef was intrigued with me more uh, because when I got there, being a girl from a steel mill town and working my way into the Playboy modeling agency, he thought I had guts. Right. And he was going to toughen me up. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what any of that meant. It was like, okay, cool, fine. You know, um, he, which was really a, a part where um, I had scoliosis surgery in the early 60s, which was very barbaric. Yeah, and, oh God. Yeah, and I wore a body cast for two years. So, mm-hmm. of course, everybody's telling me I'm going to be ugly, I'm going to be a cripple, blah, blah, blah. Uh that built a fire under me, big right. time. Right. So by the time I got to the mansion and have saw the scar on my back and whatever, and he said, you will learn how to cover that up. You will learn a makeup technique. Right. So it was, he wasn't turned off by it. Mm-hmm. He basically taught me the tricks to hide all my scars. Right. With makeup or whatever, like he helped you. And that must have been, like you said, that's the nurturing aspect, right? That you're talking about because that was probably something that was made you very self-conscious. It, yeah, it definitely was Mm -hmm. early on in my career Mm -hmm. because if my agent set me out for something and somebody saw the scar, they would scream and yell, she's maimed. Right. Wow wasn't going to let any of that get me down that shit was not going to work yeah you were ballsy I mean he and he saw that in you and he yeah obviously like that I know he's an Aries I've been to astrology a little bit I'm an Aries I know how we roll we like yeah. tough people you know what I mean exactly. <laughs> so he, he admired that in you when he was like I could you know kick her around and put you know push her out of her comfort zone because she right. could handle it mm-hmm. and that's exactly Kathy you hit it on the head yeah he would push me out of my comfort zone yeah and that's what I needed mm-hmm. because further on, everything I learned there, everything I did there uh, stayed with me for my life, even to today. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I can look at something and go, you know, look at somebody sitting there crying over some shit that mm-hmm. doesn't mean thing a thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Get over it. <laughs> right. You're like tough. You could, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It really set you up to handle things. I really feel like, depending on what you've gone through, and I was just having this conversation with someone the other day, mm-hmm. uh, it really sets you up for how strong you are, right? I remember having a roommate that was once crying hysterically. Like, when I say crying, like gasping for air, crying. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, what happened? She was like, I can't find my paycheck. And I was like, oh, and I'm helping her look and she's crying. And I'm like, well, don't you think that they could just like issue you a new one? And she was like, yes. And I would just remember, like, I remember this so clearly yeah. because it really dawned on me how bad my life was because <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> this is this girl's biggest problem. Like what a lovely childhood like that's the way I saw it I was like wow like she had nothing bad happen to her like this was the worst thing like it really shows how different people depending on what they went through how they could handle things so I think people that go through tougher times are 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 you're just more capable of handling the tough things because of that past for sure 
So that for was sure. you, you know, you're yeah. like, you look at someone like you would look at my roommate, like, what the fuck's your problem? You know what I mean? It's a paycheck, right. but it's all relative exactly. to what you've been through for sure. It is, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've been through. I mean, if somebody walks up to me and goes, oh, I broke my arm and I go, yeah. Right. Because okay. you had that hard, you like had spinal surgery. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's all on where you come from. Yeah, totally. It's what you've exposed, you know. Right. So now, do you know the women that are part of this documentary? Do you, were they there at the mansion when you were there for those three years? I stay. I have stayed away from that. Oh, document. okay. Okay. Completely. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would just lose my shit on it. I really would. Right now, do you know? Because you were there for three years, you must have people that have the same kind of experience you have. Like, I feel like all those women are connected because they had this negative experience and they connect on that. Do you have people that you're still close with from that time in your life still that you, you know, know, it's really funny. I mean, no, mm-hmm. I mean, I do wonder where some of the girls are. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll go online, I'll Google or whatever, but no, I mean, after the playboy agency closed in Chicago, yeah. And everything went to L.A. Uh-huh. And after we left the mansion, I mean, we were close for about five years mm-hmm. uh, during that time. But then we, you know, like a lot of them wanted to marry a rich man. Yeah. I was not looking to marry anyone. Uh-huh. Um, so I couldn't be part of that game. Yeah. You know, I've always said I'm much better off not married. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we all kind of went different ways because of what we were looking for. Now, did you stay? Like, was half the type of guy that, like, you would stay in touch with? Or when you left, it was just like... Oh, okay. God, yeah. Oh, Kathy, yeah. Um, you know, after I left the mansion, um, I, my agent, or half was behind it, I'm not sure. Um, I became Spider-Woman for Marvel Comics. They were creating a character. And um, went to New York and, and, you know, we created the character and I traveled the country for probably about three years. Oh, my God. I need pics of all of this stuff. I really do. Okay, go on. This is like fascinating to me. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we all travel the country, you Mm -hmm. know, all the heroes at Marvel Comics. Um, That experience was amazing. Um. Half as far as being in touch, yes. Um, there was a point in my life um, where I was in L.A. And I called him, and I think about eight years had passed. And and I called him, and he picked up the phone, and I said, hey, half, it's Tony. And he went, he stopped for a minute, Tony. And I said, do you want to have lunch? He said, please come over. And I went over to the mansion and we had lunch and two little blonde girls are sitting by him. And this is when his brother was still alive. Yeah. And um, it was like he was interested in what I've been doing. He was interested on in how I was. Right. Genuinely. Yeah. Right. And he didn't forget. You know, and there was one other time. Um, I was in Vegas and I was just really in a very down, depressing mood. Mm-hmm. And I had opened up a talent agency and it was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and 
I, it was after a few years and I just went, okay, I'm in Vegas. I'm calling house. And I called him and I, I said, can I come over for the night? And he said, why don't you come over for a couple nights? Oh, wow. So I went, yeah. I went to LA. I went to my room, uh, took a nap and went down to dinner and, you know, it was amazing. It was amazing. Don Rickles was there. Um, you know, he it, was it, notorious for being well hung. I think wasn't that the what was the word on the street about yeah. him? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a really big dick. Big dick. You know, sick dick. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel uh, like must be the case. So it was really thick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like being home, Kathy. Right. I could gather my energy. I was grounding myself, just sitting and listening to the conversation. Right. You know, it, it, it was. And then, uh, you know, he had always said, have always said that when he dies, you know, he bought the tomb right next to Marilyn Monroe. Oh, really? I didn't know this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was his first centerfold. And actually, um, she didn't pose. He bought photos of her. Right. And that was his first centerfold in the magazine that kicked it off. So about, oh, last September, I went to, I went to LA and I went to the cemetery. Yeah. And took, and took a picture of him right next to Marilyn Monroe. Oh, wow. Is, you know, I mean, he said that from the beginning, that's where he's going to be mm-hmm. next first centerfold and it was cool you know mm-hmm. I've enlarged the photo and put it up on my wall right because he was a very I mean you stayed friends with him that whole time I mean when you went that was the last time that you saw him that like that couple day stint when you were there yeah mm-hmm. that was last time yeah right and then so it was so many years later that he passed yeah mm-hmm. and and I mean, he was in great health. I mean, walking back in there after so many years. Right, eight years that passed, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you walk in, you know, and you've experienced so much, and you've traveled so much, and you look around. And I mean, for me, I don't know how the other girls feel, but I know for me, yeah, home. I was home. This yeah. is where I learned. This is where I went to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, mm-hmm. This is what got me through my life. Right. That's interesting. Isn't that so interesting how, you know, you have all like, and I'm sure there's other people out there that have your same experience, right? And that it's so different. That's why I think it is so important to get this episode out there and have people find it, you know, um, because it's, it is a, you can't, as much as you can't say they're not, their reality is not real. You can't say yours is it. You know what I mean? If you buy into what they're saying, then you also have to buy in to what you're saying. And that's, what's so interesting about life. Everyone has different experiences. You know, I mean, it really, right. Because like I said, as much as I can't sit there and say they're wrong, I I can't say that about you. It's if you're going to be completely fair, which I really am, you have to say, what they experienced was true and what you experienced was true. How do both yeah. of those things exist? I think that that's, that sometimes happens. But so let's get back to you because I want to make sure that we get to the point where now here you are, you left the, you know, Playboy Mansion and you said right. that like you had, you didn't want to get married. You weren't on that path. You were like, you're still <clears throat> going out. Now, how did you wind up as a dominatrix? It was at the mansion. Oh, it was. 
Yeah. Oh, let's uh, stay in the mansion. I need that part of things. This is all yeah. gonna be about Playboy. I'm sorry. This is I love this episode. I'm obsessed with it. That's okay. Okay, it's so timely, so it's good. Yeah. It was when I got bored. Oh, okay. Tell me what so so you're bored okay, so you're bored at all the stuff that's going down, been there, done that, After had the orgies. Years. You've been with women, you did everything you could do right. there, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and it was like, Oh God, you know, two years had passed. You've done everything possible. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, there was a woman, a couple of women there that were dominatrix and we were talking over lunch and I said, you know, I, you know, I, I, I really would like to come and shadow you. I, I, I really want to learn because I want to take this to another level. Mm-hmm. And they were thrilled. And uh, so for about two weeks, I shadowed these few women and um, I was getting off on it. You liked it? Yeah. It was like I was in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of took me to another level that apparently I needed because I was bored with the normal level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was like, okay, let me, you know, let me get into this. And it was so funny because... So many men, all the high-powered men, um, they've been a bad boy. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You I, know, I mean, yeah. your doctors, your lawyers. Yeah. Those are the ones who are son of a bitches, but those are the ones that want to be spanked or whipped or whatever yeah i've heard it i've heard that a lot on my show and i think and listen nothing is ever a hundred percent but i doubt i totally have heard a lot of times and it makes sense that that guy who's whether he's a ceo of the doctor you know the guy that's like the head head of everything you know yeah you know that switch for them to be the sub is like a release exactly Mm -hmm. um you know it, it was it was fun it was fun kathy um, you know, I mean, you could wear your outfits, you could go in there, you know, you're playing this game. I was very emotionally detached from any of it. Uh-huh. But were you sexually into it? Sexually, yeah. Okay. Um, if I if the roles would have been reversed and it was the guy, I would not be as comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm you would, right, right, right. You needed to you like to be in control. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get myself into a situation I couldn't get out of. Right, yeah, for sure. I understand that. Now let me ask you this. Were you getting paid for that or was that just something you were doing for fun? You know, because you're still at the mansion and you're bored of like, you know, the regular stuff going on. I wasn't getting paid. It was fun. Okay. It was fun. I was make I mean when Piff would send us out on special appearances at some event or something. We got paid for that, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was just fun, pure fun. Wow. And so, like, it was this, like, all, I'm assuming this is all, like, unspoken stuff, right, that's going yeah. down at this place that people know. Exactly. Like, oh, if you want, you know, if you want to be dominated, like, there's the room or that's the girl or you're walking yeah. around the parties exactly. in your outfit. Exactly, Kathy. Exactly. That's how it went down. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, 
you just think I became very jaded, very young. I mean, uh, by the age of 26, it was like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. Okay, fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. You know, um, it, you know, I don't regret a moment of it. Right. It's made me who I am today. Yeah, totally. And now, but so you, how long were you a dom? And then did you take that? About a you, year. About a year. And then when you left, you started that talent agency. You said you weren't like really happy at all. Like, you know, and I know where you are now. Um, yeah. You know, what did you do in between that time and when before you met Mark? Like, did you ever have any kind of long term relationships before him? Did you ever have a kid? Did you wind up doing anything else that was like sexually interesting? I mean, what happened? What down? <laughs> <laughs> I never know with you. You have a very interesting life. Yeah, no. Um, when I left the mansion, I did the Spider Woman gig until I got killed off. Um, but I was with the Playboy models. I was doing a lot of um, photo shoots, mm -hmm. a trade show convention, commercial work. Yeah. Um, I didn't open my agency until many years after that. Yeah. Um, I ended up in Haiti during uh, the revolution of Duvalier, who I had no idea who Duvalier was at Could the time. You, uh, yeah, obviously I don't either. I'm like a yeah. dumb, dumb sometimes. And uh, <laughs> he was a dictator. Okay. I had no idea. Uh, went to Haiti. All the Americans were leaving. I was stuck in Haiti for two weeks because no flights were going out. Yeah. I was with a friend. And um, we went to a nightclub one night and... My friend and his friend were getting drunk, and this man comes in in white with bodyguards. And I look over and I smile, and he smiles. And there was a stage show, and then his bodyguard came over to me and said, My boss would like to see you in my limousine. Wow. You know, and I looked over at the two guys I was with and went, Oh, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> you go and for the story. You're like me. I would go for the story. Yeah. Yeah, so I come out, this gorgeous black limo. Yeah. I get in, and Duvalier was in there, and I heard the doors locked. No fucking way. So it was like a dictatorship, and I thought, oh, this can't be good. And before that, you know, I was hearing machine gun fire in the background after oh my I God. got and knew I couldn't get out of the country. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the car really not knowing who he is, Kathy. Yeah. No. And, you know, he gives me champagne and we start talking and I'm thinking, well, I can't get out of this limo. Mm -hmm. There's no way I can say, excuse me, I got to go. We ended up having sex. After sex, um, he unlocked doors. And he thanked me, was a gentleman. Uh -huh. I said, what's your name? I didn't even know it was fucking name yeah he said just just call me baby wow it was baby doc um so you know i get out of the limo and and his bodyguard said well it's a good thing you had sex with him and i looked at him and i go what he said because he would have killed you oh my god and i went Oh, yeah, it's a good thing I did, isn't it? Next morning, I get up and I read the paper in my hotel room. Baby Doc Duvalier yeah. and his wife had fled the country that night. Wow. 
Yeah. Right yeah. after. Right after. Wow. Your story reads like a movie, Tony. Well, thank you. But, you know, it was like, oh, fuck. And the person I was with, uh-huh. you know, I couldn't say anything. I, I'm just sitting there reading the paper going, oh, shit, what did I do? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you saved your life is what you did, Tony. <laughs> you would have been yeah. chopped meat in a garbage bag somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so many things like that happened, Kathy. What do you mean so many things like that? What else? Oh, well, you know, I mean, all of us girls, after the Playboy Mansion, you know, there was like five of us. Yeah. That we became a clique, that we could look at each other across the room Mm -hmm. and know what we were thinking or whatever. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine at the time that was seen... Wanted to buy me a ring in Vegas, and I had to pay my rent. So I let him buy me this very expensive ring. Mm-hmm. So you could hawk it. <laughs> that he wanted to have engraved, and I said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So a couple weeks later, I went back to Vegas with another guy, had him buy me the same ring. And, you know, I said, oh, I just love this ring, blah, blah, blah. He bought it, so I had two. <laughs> So I returned one, got the money, paid my rent, and every time I wore the ring, each one thought it was theirs. Oh, my God. You're like a fucking hustler. You know, if you grew up in these times, you'd be making like 10 grand a month on, uh, if not more, on OnlyFans. <laughs> to you I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, now... Um, after living in Manhattan for 30 years mm-hmm. and closing my company after I opened it, I mean, it went for 30 years. So, you know, I mean, I opened my talent agency and, and I built it up nationwide. And, you know, I don't have a business degree. I don't have any of that. Yeah. But because of my education at the beginning. Right. I was able to build it to be nationwide. Wow, that's incredible. And did you, were you able to like in the beginning, did it help? Like, did you still have contacts because of all those celebrities that you met at all? Or did you just know how the business worked because of that? Because I would think that you, you know, that maybe somehow would have helped too. No, no, Kathy, you're absolutely right. I mean, I knew the people. Yeah. But you did not go to them to help. Right, (laughs) right. You did not go. Right. Because. You went to that person and asked for help. You were weak. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. And I would never show a weakness. So no, none of my connections, help. none of right, mm-hmm. none of it. Right, no. you did it all on your own. But you—that's like yeah. pretty major that you built it up at a, a talent agency and it lasted for thirty years. Like that's that's amazing. Oh yeah, but you know, after living the life. I did live and opening that, I was burnt. Mm-hmm. I was. Burnt. I mean, I never wanted children. Yeah. I don't have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the motherly instinct. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a good aunt. Uh huh. Um, other than that, it was like, hey, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to do it, and I'm not going to owe anyone anything. Right. And you know, it's. You can call it a hardness, but I've had a lot of moments that were very heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and 
that made me who I am now. Yeah. Where I mean, I'm sure like you, you don't sweat the small stuff. Right. Um, when I moved up here to Maine. Yeah. I was burnt out. I own two apartments in Manhattan in the West Village. Yeah. And I kind of went, okay, I'm burnt. Yeah. I'm just, I have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. But that was after a good number, a number of years. Yeah. You did your, you, know? your, you did your business, you said, for 30 years. Yeah. That's more than a good number of years. That's a long fucking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I bought my house up here in Maine, I had my two dogs. Yeah. I was sick of people. I was done. <laughs> right. And for two years, I didn't talk to anybody up here. Uh-huh. You decompressed. It took me two years. Yeah. It really did. And there was a point where, as I was writing my book, my memoirs, mm-hmm. uh, I had no feeling, Kathy. I well, was, you did write your memoirs. I see. I told you your, your story is so fascinating. Do you sell that book at all yet? No, I haven't. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to agents now. Yeah, yeah. It's done, you uh-huh. know. No one's picked it up yet, but yeah, yeah. Um, I still need to move on it. But yeah. no, I, I moved up here and it was like I was void of emotion. Mm-hmm. That book, I went, oh, my, you know, I wrote that book as a person looking at that young girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy. And then there was a nor'easter up here. I think it was back in 2008 or whatever, 2009. And it was January, and I went out with my camera, and the wind's blowing. Everything's going on. Uh-huh. And I find myself on the edge of the ocean here because I was, like, right across the street. And I got hot, and I took my coat off, and I went into the ocean in January. In wow. Noise. Wow. I could feel again. Yeah, I get it that. Was, it wasn't a suicide thing yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. It was a fight for survival. Yeah. And yeah. I needed to fight. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. That's I'm like a beautiful you, moment. A lot of people would not understand that. No, I totally understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was that, do you feel like that was like a little bit of a turning point? Like, when do you meet yes. Mark? Because I feel like you, you know, it's such a lovely time for you, right? After everything that you've been through to to meet this guy who I, you know, I, I got his story. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're just so aligned and you, you know, I think it's like so great that it, it finally in both of your lives, you meet somebody who's on that same page, you know, of the same mindset, and you have this wonderful relationship. If Mark and I would have met during years before, yeah, he would have never gotten along. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Never. never. Uh, you know, I was in Maine a good five, six years before Mark and I met. Uh-huh. And I was doing uh, at the studio here in Maine, I do a, a weekly show. And um, I decided to teach an on-camera class. Yeah. For free. Mm-hmm. For, and, I, and Mark showed up. Interesting. And, yeah. He showed up because he was involved in like real estate and there was going to be some camera stuff coming up and he wanted to learn. Uh-huh. And then from that point, it was like, okay, you know, it took months and he reached out to me and said, do you want to go out i said no (laughs) no yeah and then after that there was 
couple more calls where, you know, he said he had a boat. Do I want to go for a ride? And I love sailing. And, yeah. and I said, sure. And it kind of started from there. And how long ago was that? How long have you been together? Uh, probably about four years now. Right. And when do you guys like really cop to your past? Because I know that like he was able to be very honest with oh, everything yeah. that he had done and you were perfectly suited for him because, you know, a lot of women would be like, oh my God, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> but here you were someone that was so open-minded, like you had been there, done that. So he's going to tell you stuff that he's done and it's probably wasn't that big of a deal for you. It wasn't Kathy. Right. In fact, in fact, <laughs> It was right after we had sex. Yeah. And he said, well, there's something I want you to listen to. Right. I said, okay. And he played the show with you. And I listened. And when it was over, I said, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud that you that you brought this up to Kathy and you put it on the air. Yeah. I don't know if that surprised him or not. Mm-hmm. But to me, it wasn't a big deal. Right. Well, I mean. Why would it be? I mean, I never, I never wanted to have somebody in my life permanently. Right. You never wanted to <clears throat> hang your hat anywhere. No, mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'm more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we did click um, yeah. because of his background. He wasn't judgmental of me. Yeah. I wasn't judgmental of him. Mm hmm. Um. I am who I am. He's who he is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I appreciate him more now because I've had so many lovers and I've had so many different situations in my life that I was not emotionally available yeah. and wouldn't be to them. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, I can appreciate him and he can appreciate me. Yeah. You know, um, so I, you know, yeah, if we would have even met 20 years ago, it would have never worked. Right. Never. It was, so it's, it's timing. It's all about timing. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. You know, he is who he is. I am who I am. And hey. Do you guys live together? Yeah. Right. And he still is a sailing. I mean, I feel like people, if they haven't heard Captain Mark's episode, go listen to it. It's really good. I'm going to put the description. I mean, I'm going to put the link to his episode in the description in case people haven't heard from right. it, heard it yet because it was a yeah. lovely conversation. I loved talking to you. If you could send me any kind of pics like for my Patreon, like of these things that we talked about, that would be great. If not, it's totally fine. But if you have yeah. anything, that would be like awesome. I will take a look at what I have here. Yeah. Yeah. Send me some pics. I am obsessed with your story. Oh, I, for so many reasons, even if that Playboy documentary, I mean, I think it's great because of that documentary. And when I was watching it, like I said, I was like, where's the other side of things? Like, I just feel yeah. like there was too many people going in and out of there that there would, there has to be another view of things. And I love that I'm going to air that because I'm all about fairness. And I like, like I said, I, I, I think it's only fair to hear the other side as much as it's fair for them to get their story out. So I love that part of it. But your life, you know, everything about you is just fascinating. I really hope you sell that memoir, you know, maybe somebody too. listening to this, if you're an agent, you know, listen, everyone <laughs> listens to podcasts now. I have a big audience. Right. I mean, it's, 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 she's got a book. It's all written out. It reads a like it's a movie. Not. It reads like a movie to me. Okay. Well, 
uh now is the time to really push that because of what's going on with playboy oh, but yeah. you know um thank you so much for coming in oh, on. Kathy, thank you very much for having me on your show now you said you have a show or something that you do in maine do you want to give a shout out to anything well you know um i'm just starting a podcast it's okay. called uh tell it to tony okay and you know on youtube uh, a lot of my local shows here in Maine uh -huh. has very bad lighting. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're cool. Um, I just appreciate your time, Kathy. No, I appreciate you coming on and your honesty and your story was great. I love it. I, I love, Thank like you. I said, I love biographies. I love it. Like I, I'm like the type of person that always goes for the story too. I let, you know, I yeah. just, and you had some fucking good ones. Okay. So <laughs> Thank you so much Kathy, for coming Thank on. you very much. Send me those pics and I will uh, give a shout. I'll definitely put, um, is your podcast out now? So for people to go find? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So uh, you let me know when it is because what I could do is, you know, we'll put it in because listen, a podcast lives forever, right? right? So if it's up three months from now and people, and you know, people are always finding my show and they're always listening to things. So, you know, let's, Absolutely. it's called Go Ask Tony. What is it called? Uh, tell Tony. Go tell Tony. Tell Tony. Okay, tell it will be up on a, the podcast apps all over at some point. So if you're listening to yeah. this, you know, check it out. It might be there now. We don't know, right? But get it up there because you know this will be out there and people will be listening to this and they'll go looking for you if they want to see anonymous. Uh, well, not anonymous pics. If they want to see your pics, they're going to be in my Patreon. You could join my Patreon. But um, thank you right. so much for sharing your story. It's wonderful. I'll, it's going to oh. air like ASAP. So just look out for it either this Sunday or next Sunday. Ah, uh, Kathy, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Bye. Okay. And tell Mark, thanks for passing you along. I will tell him. Okay, thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.